0: Okay, welcome back, everybody, to Other Minds and Hands. This is episode 18, I believe, is the number we're up to. Um, And uh, welcome to a low-tech and casual Other Minds and Hands this week. Um, This is the deep breath before the plunge here as we're getting ready to jump into uh, the world. We've got, as you can see, Maggie is joined today by a very special guest. And
1: Maggie will be on mute for most of it. (laughs) Timing Hazel. Exactly. I was because my husband's gone back to the UK. Uh, so Hazel and I are on our lonesome right now. So I'll tune in as I have things to say, but you might hear a little bit of this in the background. And if I disappear on camera, I'm just chasing this.
0: Exactly. Right. So, yes, this is uh, this is uh, there's a lot lot going on over there at Maggie's house. So we've had uh, uh, some unexpected. She had her uh, her um, her friend who was helping uh, keep Hazel company there had like a sudden last minute thing happen. So it's been wild chaos. So it's cool. We're having a family show here today. Yeah, we're having a family show here today.
1: So
0: whatever
1: I have something to say, I'll give her a snack. <laughs> that's that's
0: so ex- exactly right. Oh, I'll operate, right? I'll operate. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah, so uh, so here's the one of the, the first things we wanted to do is to explain what's going on. Oh, thank you, praise, uh, praise was saying the first episode of Rings and Realms was lovely, isn't it? Oh my goodness, it's it's so beautiful. Um, I've I'm, I'm just so impressed by the work of the folks over at Studio Lab uh, in Derry who uh are producing the show um it's uh it's a pretty amazing experience actually being a part of a show like that and uh being able to you know to to be on set and then to kind of see how things come out it's uh it's really magical so um
1: and it's such a lovely process it feels a little bit like guerrilla filmmaking because we just kind of roll with it the same way we do here but a little more structured so to Mm -hmm. see the finish that they brought to our to our wandering yeah
0: Exactly. No, it's, it is.
1: We should also say that people will have clips and things like that to to have in there. So it won't just be us talking out of camera.
0: Yeah. (laughs) exactly yeah no i was thinking that too i was watching um the episode zero that that uh, we dropped yesterday i was reflecting on that too i know talking with ben our director you know he had been talking about that how much he's looking forward to having uh you know cutscenes and things that they can overlay from the show right as we discuss elements because it's gonna be a lot of times of course most of what we're going to be doing um is analysis of what we saw in the show so we'll be able to show that on the screen and and kind of sync that up so they'll be a lot more to look at um, there was a lot of uh, as Maggie says a lot of us standing and talking to the camera on this first episode which is uh, you know not going to be what we're hoping for you know eventually down the road but um, um, yeah yeah so anyway um, that, so that yeah the first episode was, was really really fun I cannot wait for the second episode we haven't filmed it yet um, we filmed that first episode before we'd seen either of you know either of us had seen any of the episodes so um, it's I a completely spoiler free thing
1: and I realize it's narcissistic, kind of, to talk about your own show being beautiful, but we hadn't seen those opening titles <laughs> yeah, yet. Exactly. Oh my god! The gorgeous. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, I'd, I'd never seen, seen the intro sequence. Oh my goodness.
1: I wanted to say what everybody did because the people involved are phenomenal. So, so we might see if we can add their uh, their jobs and so the right people get attributed. But it was so pretty.
0: It's so pretty, so pretty. Yes, yeah, so much of that I had not seen. Um, uh so uh yeah anyway um it's um uh yeah yeah so it's yeah. oh yeah it, the intro was so cool i'd never seen the intro before i i mean i saw like a, a kind of a rough concept of it earlier on um but i'd never uh but i I'd, I'd never seen it it was it was so cool i just loved it um anyway so so yeah, so Rings and I can I just and I I am like bursting with stuff to say this week. I I cannot wait uh to get back on set and uh and do some of the deep dives that I've been thinking and talking about. Um it's um it's really really uh it's really really fun. So anyway, so Rings and Realms, this is this is kind of the 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 you know the heart of what we're doing here in response to the Rings of Power, um, our opportunity to do some deep dives and discussion of adaptation. Rings and Realms really kind of is, um, it really kind of has emerged out of our discussions here on Other Minds and Hands. Uh, you know, this opportunity to really kind of do, I mean, so for instance, even the structure of the show was suggested by the discussions that we've had here in Other Minds and Hands, right, where we keep saying, you know, if you're going to evaluate an adaptation, the first thing you have to do is really think it through as a work of art on its own ground. Right. You have to appreciate what like what what the TV show is doing itself before you even then go to say, OK, now, how does it connect with Tolkien? Right. Because if you don't do that, you're not going to be able to sort of see what they're trying to accomplish, because that's in the, in the end. What matters. Right. It's like what that you know, you have to kind of think about it on this on this sort of higher level. And um, so anyway, so that's that's how we structured the show. Um, we're going to be starting off talking about the episode itself and and uh, and, you know, what's happening in the show and what the the episode seems to be trying to say and get to. Then we'll be going and doing the um, the deep dive uh, after that. So uh, and I think on that note, like
1: we're, we're still hoping this is our super interactive part. So yes. know, this is going to remain fairly informal. We want to have questions from you, and also to have insight on how the show could be restructured and re-improved. I, she's laughing at me. <laughs> I've already had some messages about like how it could visually look different, and you know thematically how do we want to talk about adaptation this week? And you know, I think I want to pick like a, a tool. I keep talking about tools and toolkit, like a tool to think about when. Encountering an adaptation and using a scene from that week's episode to illustrate that, but maybe that's not the best way to do it. So you know, we're very open this season as to how we can improve it. Because yeah, we hope there are more
0: seasons too. Absolutely, and we definitely are. I mean, it's it's kind of a learning process and, ex- and an experiment as we go through. Um, and uh, and yeah, so if you have uh, if you have suggestions about how we might approach, you know, discussing the Lauren stuff. You can totally talk to me about that. But if you generally have ideas about anything else in the show, you should talk to Maggie. <laughs> Sorry. You should talk to Maggie because, uh, she's the producer of the show and is, uh, is really, and you know, is, is the one who's taken the lead on, uh, I mean, it's, there's so much that Maggie's been doing behind the scenes with this. Um, I mean, most, it was funny. I, I, it was, it was, it was kind of hilarious at the beginning like when the trailer for, um, Rings and Realms dropped and everything. Everyone was like, Congratulations on the trailer. It looks great. I'm like, I know it looks great, but don't congratulate me. Like I literally saw the trailer at the same time everybody else did. Uh I was actually uh, traveling with my family when uh when uh Maggie was working on that with Ben, our director and uh the folks at the studio. So um anyway, Maggie He's is a uh, few
1: times in Corey's life he really couldn't reach. He was on a ship yeah. in the middle of the ocean. So
0: I was. had to make a lot of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All no, it was it was great. I mean,
1: I just I just look at the things he put together and said, oh, can we try that instead?" And look at that color. Let's try this. So. Yeah, and yeah. same with the, the Tolkien lore stuff. Obviously, uh, Corey's our guy for that, but I feel like at the end of each episode, I just turn to Corey and I ask questions, being like, wait, what does this mean? What about that? What about this? So I feel like that is, is giving us a little bit more fodder about what the common lay person might not understand about this Yes, as well.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, now uh, Namus Arcanum is asking, is there a time, a set time when the show will be released every week? Set time is a little aggressive. Uh, <laughs> that's probably not. I mean, honestly, this is a it, this is a, a big production that is being turned around really fast. I mean, you know, we're going to be we're going to be planning, pre producing, filming, and editing. Uh, you know, a full episode in just a couple days every single week. It's a lot of work. Um, so it's gonna it's gonna all depend on how long post production takes, basically. Um, so. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's um, uh, that's definitely the plan. It, Wednesday nights, probably Thursday, probably. Th- I mean, like basically. So we plan to keep doing this show at this time. This is then going to be the new time for other minds and hands. Um, Uh, And this is one of the main reasons why, because we want to have other minds in hands after the Rings and uh, the Rings and Realms episode drops. Um, So the Rings and Realms episode is going to drop probably like Thursday morning, like hopefully by noon on Thursday. And then we're uh, I'm talking about Eastern time here. So by 5 p.m. over there in the U.K., Um, uh, and then what we're going to do Other Minds and Hands at this time, 4.30 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays, um, and uh, uh, and and so hopefully you have had time to see the Rings and Realms show. This is the place where, you know, at, at the very least, like the minimum we're going to be doing on this show, uh, con- uh, continuing through the season, is going to be the opportunity to interact with you, because of course it's the biggest thing that I miss from Rings and Realms. It's really fun doing an analysis show this way, but I don't get to answer questions i don't other get the feedback realms, yes. yeah exactly so we did want to make sure that we kept this kind of channel open with you guys so that people could come and we could interact with you guys in real time so um uh having at the very least as they say the plans for other minds and realms is to have this be the place where we can just kind of hang out with you guys and talk things through
1: other minds and realms stories
0: other Minds and Realms, did I say that? Yeah, no, you know. Did. Yeah, okay.
1: Keeping our own brain straight. The other thing I will say is we're going to try to work on a website where just, like, there's one site that will just list everything that's happening that week. It's just going to be a static, yeah. like, TV guide. So... That should be up soon. We'll put it out on Twitter when it when it is released and we'll talk about it here. But just so you know that there's like one place you could go to and actually know what's happening. Because we can't keep it straight through. So <laughs> yeah, it's we'll kind of, there's thing. a lot so, happening. There's a
0: lot happening. There's now like uh,
1: four things happening every week, right? So the episode drops, like yeah. Amazon's episode drops. Amazon
0: episode drops, and yes.
1: Corey and I are doing a Twitter show. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Then we've got Rings and Realms dropping Wednesday, Thursday, and then
0: we've got Other Minds and Hands. Yes, exactly. Dang. That's the overview. Now let's kind of let's get into the in, into the in, into the details a little bit more. There. Okay. So every Thursday, when the episode drops, which is 9 p.m. tonight for the first episodes, and is going to be midnight Eastern time, 12 a.m. Eastern time, technically on Friday though it's midnight on Thursday night but anyway um, uh, 12 a.m uh, you know 5 a.m in the UK 9 p.m. the night before in uh, on, on the on the west coast um, when the episodes drop in subsequent and uh, so whenever the episodes drop I'm we're gonna I'm gonna host a live watch party on Twitch. So if you have Amazon Prime, you can come to the Signum Twitch channel, twitch.tv SignumU, and you can watch the episode with everybody else. We'll have our Twitch chat open so you can. Well, I'm not going to do audio. I'm not going to talk over the episode because it'll be the first time I'm seeing it, too. Except, I mean, I've seen it. I've seen these first ones but after this, I'll be watching them for the first time at that point, too, so um, I'm definitely not going to be talking uh, during the during the show, but we will have chat open for people who want to participate in chat while you're watching it for the first time, and then when the show is done, I'll keep the Twitch channel open, and we'll have a little bit of immediate discussion i know i'm going to want to process things a little bit as i'm thinking through my initial thoughts uh in response so we'll have that so that's going to be happening when the show so that's the very first step of every week is you know on thursday night when that when that happens when the when the show drops the uh um the second thing that's going to happen is the friday thing so on friday at noon eastern time 9 a.m west coast time uh and then what is it? Five PM um, in the UK. We're going to do our Twitter Spaces show. Now, the Twitter Spaces show is an official after show. Uh, it's the official asked after show, the official Prime Video Rings of Power after show on Twitter Spaces. Um, so we're going to be. I'm going to be co-hosting that on Twitter. Sp- so I'm going to host um, the Twitter Space. So you should follow my Twitter uh, account at um, Tolkien Prof, and um, I'll be co-hosting that with the Prime Video channels and Maggie and I will be uh will be talking on that show so we'll be giving our first reactions uh there and we'll also get a chance to talk to um we'll also get a chance to talk to uh to guests as well. We're going to be um we're going to be uh, uh bringing in some members of the cast uh to to you know also talk sort of first reactions there. That's happening every week. So every week on Friday at noon um Uh, Eastern time is going to be the Twitter show um, the Twitter spaces show Um, so Maggie and me reacting with cast that's what's going to be happening there
1: yeah, I feel like that's as close to a reaction show as we're ever going to get. Because they were trying to get us to do, like, a 15-minute just immediate reaction thing with casting through, Crew, and we're like, you know us? Let's right. That, that's... 15 minutes of talking with other people. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been dreaming for half an hour and as close to a reaction as we can we can do. But it'll be like, I don't know, I feel like it's going to be like dipping our toe in the water of, of what Rinking Realms Other Minds and Hints for that week will be. It's going to be like the top notes, and then we'll be yes. down as the week goes on. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, that it'll be that's it will be a, li- a little bit less analytical. And also it'll be a fun opportunity to talk to folks from the cast and everything it gets, a, you know, a different perspective and, and, and sort of talk about that. Um, yeah. Apologies. I, 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 I know Maggie's audio is not of the highest quality, but that's because she's Sorry. running around chasing a toddler. It's OK. Again, this super ca- super casual show this week super casual show i'm
1: literally only on my laptop this week so i have no camera i have no mic and i have a screaming toddler so.
0: <laughs> yeah it's okay it's all good it's all good um anyway so um yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so I, uh, we, we will have, um, uh, we'll, so we'll have guests on our Twitter show. It's going to be about half. It's it definitely going to be under an hour. Like it'll be half an hour. We might stretch it a little bit. Like, we, we might not finish within half an hour, but it'll be, it'll be 30 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes. probably is what the Twitter show is, is going to be. Um, and, um, and then, so that's the, so the first thing is the the watch party and kind of like some immediate, follow-up discussion after that. Then you can join us for the Twitter space on Friday um, with, uh, with guests from the show. And then Rings and Realms. Right. So after that is when I'm going to be. So then like on Mondays, I'll be in I'll be actually in the studio uh, on Mondays filming uh, Rings and Realms. um, And Maggie will be doing some filming also then or over the weekend uh, to film her bits, um, normally from Wales, uh, where she lives. So uh, I will be bringing her into the show by Palantir for most of the season. Um, And then uh the show will be edited and rings and realms will drop again either friday either wednesday night or uh on thursday and then we'll do other minds and hands on thursday afternoon so those are kind of the four major beats of our week um and uh the i i hope it'll be a really good cadence um in the sense of you know you'll get to watch the show Help me process at the very at the very beginning then you can we'll, we'll we'll do some you know some interesting reaction and follow up the next day. then you'll have some time to think it over, maybe watch it another time right and then we'll do other we'll do uh, rings and realms for the you know the deep dive and the thoughtful analysis and then we can kind of uh answer any you know lingering questions you have or talk about anything that we haven't touched on uh, in other minds and hands um, and also begin to be ready to transition in that night uh, to the next episode. So that is the plan for that. I will also add, by the way, that there is a um, uh, there is a good chance that. We're we're also working to bring in some more special guests to Other Minds and Hands during this time as well. Um, so Other Minds and Hands has will retain over these next seven weeks a primary function of being able to interact with you guys. Um, but the secondary function of Other Minds and Hands is it is a place for like longer form discussions. We're we're going to get to have some guests on the Twitter show, which is awesome, and that's going to be fun. But it will be brief. Right. Uh, You know, it's going to be like a 10 or 15 minute conversation with cast members. And that's cool. But as you know, that's not exactly our primary bag. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And there are some members of the cast. Like there's some some folks involved in this production that were like, we would love to talk to them, but we would love to talk to them for more than 10 minutes. We would really love to sit down, like we did with John Howe. I mean, the John Howe discussion was so awesome. Um, we would love to have that kind of a discussion um, with some other folks.
1: The, and there are members of the cast that approached you that were really keen yeah. to do things like this, too. Because, I mean, they don't always want to do the three-minute Jimmy Kimmel interview, either. I think they do, but clearly...
0: Right, they do awesome. want to do that, but yeah, there's yeah, exactly. No, it was it was actually it was really fun. So when we were in New York... Um, I uh, the, some of the cast came to the reception where we were, um, and uh, I saw Charlie Vickers and Lloyd Owen, Charlie Vickers, who plays Halbrand, and Lloyd Owen, who plays Is um, uh, Elendil, um, and both of them right away were like, so, like, when are you having us on the show? And I'm like, okay, wait, wait. Uh, uh, you know, both of them watch uh, uh, Charlie Vickers, mentioned he was a particular fan of Other Minds and Hands, and so, uh, and of course, we'd love to have, a conversation with JD Payne and Patrick McKay that's something we've been wanting for a really long time since we met them in May actually we've been wanting uh, to have them on the show um and uh you know as well and we, we we want to have John Howell back so yeah like, I like I can't
1: even describe how much I geek out at the thought of having them on the show because just like the conversations we've had with them have so quickly gone to the conversations all of us have all the time, like yes, it just escalates so quickly. They're talking really fast and getting really excited. It's <laughs> a lot of fun here, and it was so fun in that event too because like across the room they were like Maggie, Corey. Like, yeah. we haven't seen them in months, and they know who we are. And I don't know. <laughs> yeah. it just felt like seeing a friend. It felt like our people. Yeah, so, it really did. It
0: was, it was that it was wild. really. That was really delightful. Yeah. Actually, there was this really fun moment. I was talking to Charlie Vickers and Lloyd Owen, and they're both quite tall. Uh, Charlie Vickers, especially, is like 6'4", which is actually really funny because I was watching the Hal Brand and Galadriel, there's, they're on stage together in some of the shots we've seen on the trailers, um, in real life. Charlie Vickers must have fourteen inches on Morvith Clark. She's quite short, and he is really tall. He's like six four. He's towering over me when we're standing next to each other. And um, uh, anyway, so so I was talking with them, and then there's this one moment when Robert Arameo literally like sticks his head in between their shoulders and is like <laughs> and says hi and and followed up with me about something. It, it, was, really, it was really it was really it was really fun. So no, it was great seeing them. I'm re- I, re- I really look forward to having longer conversations with some of these folks.
1: I'm like, well, maybe one of my like adaptations needs to be about perspective
0: and scale. <laughs> <laughs> perspective and scale, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a really interesting question. So, I mean, it's actually like low key one of the things I was looking at um, when we saw it for the first about
1: time it in New York. They said they had a whole scale team. Yeah. So, like, there was a whole team to make sure that all the scaling worked because not only are you dealing with those height differences between the human actors, but you're dealing with the height differences between the races of Middle Earth. And, you know, like we saw in Peter Jackson filming the perspective filming of people on the same bench but sat in different ways, like they did yes. very similar practical effects. And I love that stuff. So, yeah, no, it's cool. But of
0: course, like in addition to the scale effects with like the dwarf and hobbit scale effects, right? Um, there's also the question of, Galadriel, right? I mean, Galadriel is, uh, you know, in Tolkien's writings, Galadriel is the tallest elf woman that there is. Right. And so it was one of my questions. Like it was obvious to, when I met Morvith Clark, it was one of the first things I thought of. Um, uh, some of you may have seen the selfie that I took with Morweth Clark when I met her in San Diego, um, but what you probably could not tell is how far I was ducking down to, t- <laughs> to take that selfie. She's like a foot shorter than I you're am. You're a pretty tall guy. I'm I'm yeah I'm, I- I'm six feet tall. So it's, I mean I'm not like I'm not as tall as Charlie Vickers, but I- I'm I'm six feet tall. I'm not I'm not small, and uh, but with Clark is quite small. So it was one of the things that I was thinking about because Galadriel, you know Tolkien. Has this thing right where he uses physical height as a kind of um, a kind of heuristic, right? As, as a kind of shortcut, like you can always tell who the leader who who, who the leader of a group is because it's always the tallest person there, right? Uh, that's I mean this is consistent in almost all of his descriptions. Um, height tends to correlate with like stature. Right uh, and and sort of power and significance and authority um, and thus therefore it was wholly unsurprising that he decided that Goadriel was the tallest of all of the elf women. As soon as I met Morvith Clark, I was like, okay, it's clear they're not going for that. Right, that was not. And by the way, Kate Blanchett, very tall. Right. That's one of the reasons I think she was cast as Galadriel because she is so tall. Um, not, I mean, there are other reasons to cast Kate Blanchett apart from her height, but it's obviously a perk that she was really tall. Um, but, um, but anyway, like, I, I, as soon as I met Morrison, I'm like, that's really interesting. I'm like, clearly they felt that there was something in her and in her performance that would enable her to carry off. It's not that, you know, I'm like, I, 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 I do not believe that they're just trying to lower Galadriel. Right. Um, Instead, they were going to be relying on something other than like height, right, to, to convey that. So I was actually watching. It's one of the things I was interested in is to sort of see head levels and how they kind of present physically presented it, uh, Galadriel in the show. Anyway, there's there's a lot of things um, that uh, was kind of must interesting. Have gone
1: they must have gone through that process while casting everyone, because obviously they're not looking for smaller people to play the Harfoots and things like yeah, that. They were sure. casting the right people for the right cast. But yeah, I do, I do feel like there is something in the stature and the presence of Galaterdale that needs to be to the forefront. And maybe Kate Lynch had brought that in height and Morbeth brings that in other ways. I and mean, as such a good stage actor too, I, I feel like she really does have this strong presence that, You'll see, comes across really well as Galadriel. It does, I think. Does. Yeah, (laughs) I
0: think so. But but it made me interested in, and so Maggie, I'll be interested to see what you think about this, about the camera angles and stuff, like the ways in which they do, like eye lines and head levels, and because they're obviously making some deliberate choices, right? Like when 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 uh, when Galadriel and Halbrand are standing next to each other their relative, their apparent relative heights are never their actual relative heights. Like she's, she never actually looks like 14 to 16 inches shorter than Halbrand, right? Um, so obviously what that means is every single shot that they've done of them, they've made a choice like a deliberate choice of how they want them to look. So I'll be really interested to sort of see, to have you help walk us through, like what's the story that they're telling by the like choices they make scene by scene with, you know, like the mm-hmm. Galadriel and Elrond scenes, the Galadriel and Halbrand scenes, the Galadriel and Muriel scenes. And um, uh, all the, because the, um, uh, the woman who plays Muriel is also significantly taller than Morbeth Clark is. From and
1: the not sponsor. even just... She starts, and not even just hype, but like I'm excited to watch it again to see about placement because there's yes, (laughs) so many points where placement is really important.
0: Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree again for those who are joining us late uh, Maggie is uh, single momming today but we're not going to let that stop us from touching base with you guys today casual family program today is what we're doing Um, but uh, (laughs) anyway um, uh, oh yeah so Phil is asking was Elendil the Tall supposed to be taller than Galadriel yes Elendil the Tall is supposed to be taller than everybody everybody (laughs) everybody Elendil is like eight feet tall, seriously. Like, uh, uh, he is is, um, very, very, very tall. Anyway, um, in, in the books he is. But again, you see, that in itself is one of the purest expressions of this correlation between height and stature, right? Of course Elendil the Tall was the tallest of all of the, because he's the, like the great towering uh, high king figure that looms at the like foundation story of the third age. Right. Um, uh, so, so yeah, yeah. He's like taller than all Gondorian Kings that come after him. Right. And all that kind of thing. Um, I know Nick, I know Thingol is taller, right. But it's, I'm talking about from a, from a third age perspective. Um, uh, I, I know, I know. Thingol is the tallest of all of the elves ever. Um, but even that even that sort of works anyhow okay um but uh but Back to what I was talking about. I was talking about Other Minds and Hands. We're going to be having guests. So I wanted to tell you um, that we have confirmed, though not yet scheduled, uh, a really fun guest. We're going to have Bear McCreary, the uh, composer who uh, has made the score uh, for the Rings of Power. He's going to join us on Other Minds and Hands. um, And we're hoping to do that sometime in the next few weeks. We haven't officially scheduled that yet, um, mostly because we're kind of on hold. Um, We're waiting for to hear about other people's schedules um, that, as you know, we've said we're we're hoping to bring in some other folks as well. We don't know when exactly that's going to happen. It might not be for a while. It might be sooner. Um, So until we hear a little bit more about that, we've not been able to schedule with Bear McCreary. But um, anyway, I'm really, really excited to talk. Uh, to talk music and score with Bear McCreary. So that's coming up soon. That's definitely going to happen. And uh, we just don't know quite when yet. Um, But anyway, so, uh, so yeah. So again, the, the, we're hoping to be here to interact with you guys and to answer your questions and talk about stuff you guys want to talk about and to have hopefully some nice, juicy, substantive conversations uh, with folks from the show as well. So
1: we'll try to give you as much heads up as we can of who's going to be on the longer ones, because if we can get some ideas of questions you might have ahead of time, then we'll try to bring those in as much as we can.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. Oh man, which King. I agree. The score is like the soundtrack that was released is beautiful. I've been listening to the soundtrack. Um, but, uh, I'm really looking forward to discussing and kind of breaking it down when we, see more of it in the show itself right when we can re- cuz that's where that's where a soundtrack really lives right i mean it's it's great to hear the the, the themes right and to be, begin to be sort of acquainted with the themes but to actually see how the um uh you know these themes are integrated and how they're sort of like altered, how they like alter them and play with them in response to the, you know, what's going on on screen and stuff. That's where the, the real fun is, uh, with soundtracks. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. We will probably also have, uh, at least one other episode where we talk through, um, where we kind of, we analyze that. I'm going to, I'm going to bring in some friends who know much more about music than I do. Um, uh, to be able to kind of talk with us through, um, some of those things. We'll, we'll do that. We'll certainly do that after the season when we're able to see the whole thing and sort of watch that. But anyway, um, I am, uh, I, so I'm really excited, really excited to talk to bear McCreary and, you know, looking forward to the opportunity for other, um, for other conversations as we, uh, as we move forward, whether they be, um, there, m- there might be some guests that we bring on um, who can only do audio. We might be able to have some folks on screen. We'll see we'll see what happens we'll see we'll see how it all uh how it all works but um a lot of this is Fairly spontaneous, and we find out about a bunch of these things at kind of the last minute. So, I mean, there will be there will be times, you know, there'll probably be times when, you know, they might contact us and say, "Hey, we can get this person for you tomorrow," and we'll be like, "Cool, great, let's do it," or whatever, you know. So, like we do a lot
1: of prep anyway, so
0: (laughs) we're going to be rolling with things. That's uh, so yeah. So there's um, so we'll see, we'll see, but. This is why we wanted to keep other minds and hands around, not just for the opportunity to uh, talk to some of these wonderful guests, but also just to be able to have that kind of spontaneous time. Rings and realms, not going to be spontaneous. Right. Uh, um, and our Twitter spaces will be spontaneous, but brief. Um, so anyway, so that's uh, that is the plan of what's coming. Tell me, what are you guys. Um, you know, I know. You know, many people have seen the first two episodes now. There was, we had the New York thing. We had the, the you know, the London premiere happened this week. Um, and uh, there were a bunch of people saw the films that movies, theater screenings last night. The movie theater screenings happened around the country here in America. Um, uh, uh, last night, uh, I went to one uh, here in New Hampshire, um, uh, which was fun. We had a, um, uh, we had a, a big circle uh, talking excitedly over the first two episodes in the lobby afterwards. Um, And, um, and then we went and, closed, <laughs> we found the only restaurant that was still open at like 10 p.m. at night on a Wednesday night uh, and uh, went and sat there and uh, had wings and more discussion until they sh- until we shut down the restaurant. And they kicked us out uh, at about midnight. So um, anyway, um, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, establishments keep closing down so early. Like, it's not my fault. I, I don't know why they do. I mean, only open until midnight, but um, uh, anyway, okay, so Randy has a question. How was it watching the second time? So the... (laughs) It was... There was a a confounding variable in that I wasn't just watching for the second time. Since I was watching for the second time, and since I was prepping uh, for Rings and Realms, I was assiduously taking notes. Um, So I actually had a notebook with me, um, which... Uh, in which I took notes which I hope I'll be able to read uh, of course I mean if you've ever taken notes largely in the dark before you'll know that afterwards it's not always trivial to be able to make out what you wrote but I hope I will um, basically I was I was taking notes to to You know, my normal plan when I, you know, during a normal week in which I'm watching an episode for the first time, I'm going to watch it through the first time. Just I'm just going to watch it. Right. And then, I'll as I say, we'll kind of talk about it a little bit immediately afterwards. Um, Then I'm going to go back and I'm going to immediately watch it again a second time. And while I watch it the second time, I'll take notes. Um, uh, So. So, yeah, so I was, yeah, writings in the dark, Serena. Yeah, there was at least one time when the lights came up suddenly and I realized that I had written three lines right over top of each other. Um, So I'm actually, it's like reading. I was was then immediately reflecting. I'm like, hey, trying to interpret these notes that I wrote is going to be like trying to read Tolkien's notes, uh, you know, uh, in the history of Middle-earth. But um, anyway, it was, um, it was... It was pretty cool. So uh, I, I, it, I was definitely much more like emotionally detached because I was taking notes the whole time. Right. So, you know, with with uh, with pencil and paper in hand, um, I was just trying to I was trying to track the flow. But at the same time, so like the, the, the cost of seeing it the second time with a notepad and pencil was that I was much more emotionally detached from everything that was happening. But the positive side is that I was able to retain a clearer sense of like the shape of things. Um, and in particular, there were a whole bunch of things that just kind of happened the first time that sort of washed over me. And I began to see the patterns a little bit more clearly. Like, OK, I see how these things are lining up. I see how this element of this story is corresponding with this element to the other. I, I, I got a clearer sense, I felt, of the overall sort of uh, storytelling shape of the episodes. Um, so that was um, uh, that was that was worth it. Yes, my writing was indeed palimpsestuous, uh, uh, Serena, which is a marvelous adjective. That's just what it was. Um,
1: and I did it the other way around because I knew I'd only have one doing before it came out. So I took. Oh, thank you. I took notes um, <laughs> during the New York event, and I'm glad I did it because if I read just my little scrawl, I can kind of remember what I was thinking. But I didn't get what you're talking about. That step back. So I'm looking forward to that tonight to have that yeah. kind of big picture of just enjoying it and. I didn't listen to the soundtrack before the episode because so I wanted to take it all in at once. And so now I've been listening to the soundtrack more and putting it all together and stuff. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. two. But.
0: Yeah, I got the same scroll. I got to figure out what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, and I was definitely trying to avoid that for the first time. But, of course, the consequence was, um, you know, afterwards I was like, okay, you know, thoughts, ideas, plans. And I'm like, um, I'm not 100% sure I remember <laughs> the exact shiny, sequence of yeah. things. And, yeah, it was hard. Um but, uh, yeah. So anyhow, um, and I was trying to be polite, you know, I didn't want to like have my, you know, I didn't want to have a light on or something like that while I was, while I was writing, I was trying to be polite to the people around me who I knew were mostly seeing it for the first time. So, um, uh, but it was, um, it was, it was good. There were definitely a bunch of things that, as I said, I was, um, I felt like it hit it. So, I mean, to say it, uh, very sort of, um, uh, Loosely, it sort of hit my heart harder the first time, and my head harder the second time. You know, it was it was really, um, I was very much more appreciative of the structure, as I say, and and the show. I, I admired it more as a piece of storytelling um, after seeing it the the second time, um, but. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh man, Druids Fire. I type way faster than I write. Too. I mean, goodness. I think I could type faster with my thumbs than I can write. But, um, but again, I didn't want to be rude. I didn't want to have any any screens up or anything. Um, not to mention the fact that it was still technically an advanced screening, and I didn't want the kindly Amazon security guy to yell at me uh, when, <laughs> when I was in the theater. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah. Um, That's what will be nice about
1: the next episode, though, is that we will have the. This- freedom to be in our own homes on our laptops typing up notes as we watch. <laughs> it would <will> be <laughs> and so immediately, nice. we so. hit play again to watch it all over
0: again. Yeah. As nice as it is to be able to see it on the big screen. And that's wonderful. Um, uh, and I'm going again tonight. I'm going to see it for the third time tonight because we're having a, the, tonight we're doing the, our first watch party. Um, so I will be broadcasting it on Twitch and we'll have discussion after that. But tonight will be, um, will be a hybrid thing um because i'm i'm doing uh i'm doing a watch party at the studio uh, most mostly for just like friends and family actually a lot of my family is is coming uh to that um i felt bad that i couldn't invite like all of my siblings and nieces and nephews to join me in new york for the premiere uh because i just there weren't enough invites for my rather large family um but um uh, so I, I'm, I'm excited to do a uh, 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 watch party on the big screen. So we're going to be watch- that big, huge. Uh, so in Rings and Realms, when you're seeing the, um, you know, like the library behind us and the 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 in the first episode was mostly still shots, all still shots, I think, uh, from the show uh, behind us. That's not a green screen. That's an actual digital uh, video wall um, that's there behind us. And um, so we're going to we're going to watch the first two episodes on the big wall um, tonight which is gonna be really fun um, so I'm gonna be there with a bu- w- with a bunch of folks and then and, and but but we're I'm also gonna be streaming on streaming the show on Twitch and then we'll do some immediate discussion afterwards um, uh, and that'll be kind of hybrid I'll be able to uh, I'll be broadcasting that on Twitch and also talking of course to the people in the room as well so um, uh, yeah yeah um, I Oh, uh, Mohamalan is asking, when will we see what you were previewed in London? I'll be able to tell you that after the show. Like once you've seen the first episode, I'll tell you which episode, which... We saw several scenes and all of the scenes... Almost all of the scenes we saw, there was one short one that is that was not on uh, in the first two episodes. But I'll tell you almost all of the scenes that we saw because uh, they're almost all from these first two episodes. So I'll, I can tell you then which ones we saw. Um, but um, but I got to tell you, actually, although it was fun seeing that the, the scenes that we saw in london when we saw them i know for me anyway when i saw them in context in the show it was like 10 times better
1: Nine day, it was like the conversation we had about trailers like i'm glad we saw that 20 minutes in london because it gave us some visuals and it introduced us to the six, you know race that we're gonna be looking at but none of us had any comment on it because there was no story, like we couldn't tell what that was about. And yeah. it was, you know, a funny little laugh line, but we kind of hoped it wasn't a, a gimmicky laugh line. You know, all these things were just, yeah. of, oh, I don't know. Exactly.
0: Even I mean, you're right. Yeah. Even the parts that were funny were almost uncomfortable because we were like, because what I, does this I mean for the show? Yeah. Right.
1: Like, yeah like, i couldn't tell how it was supposed to fall because i didn't know the rest of it and we don't know all the rest of it you know my, my parents were like immediately like what do you think what you think and i hate that question because i don't know i've seen two episodes of 50. I, we're in it for the long game here but it was yeah. so nice to see those individual scenes in context because it's all learned that that laugh landed appropriately yeah. yes
0: exactly yeah there are Several of the of you know, several of the scenes that we saw, again, just they were. They're so much more powerful in context, especially one. I mean, one of the ones that we saw, which I kind of liked, you know, at the time, um, now is like hands down my favorite scene from the first two episodes. Um, when we
1: saw it in London, I was like, okay, well, it's cool, nice relationship, and then well, we won't be so cool soon. Like, if, but then that's the only one I cried at. Like, that was the yeah. only one that I cried at. Oh my goodness. I, I, that's the only
0: one I cried at twice. So, I I I I cried a bu- I cried a lot in the theater the first time I saw it. Um, I cry a lot, and by the way, not only do I cry a lot when I watch movies, I cry three times as much when I'm sleep deprived. Like the less I've slept, the more I cry when I when I watch things.
1: And so this was like an exponential experience. This, all yeah, of exactly.
0: Things. Exactly. So I was like I was weeping, uh, you know, a lot through the first two episodes when we first saw them. The second time, I had my pencil, right? I had, like, my pencil and notepad between me and the emotional experience, right? But even with my notepad and pencil between me and the emotional experience, that scene that we're talking about still made me tear up. Um, uh, So, anyway, uh, it's... um, Yeah, yeah. So, we, we won't be as coy about it soon, and I promise I will talk about I'll, I'll, I will tell you more about exactly which scenes we're referring to and everything. Uh, but the only reason I'm not telling you now, it's not because I can't, we have free range to talk about anything we want to. I just don't want to spoil it. Um, yeah. I, you and know, like, I have no the, interest in spoilers.
1: We want to like dig in with you. So. Yes.
0: Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, and this is why some people are asking like, are you going to publish a review? I actually dislike reviews. Like I don't read reviews myself and I don't, ever write reviews Um, that is in the sense of a real review that comes out before a thing. The last thing I ever, ever want before I see something that I plan to see is to hear somebody else doing an analysis of something I've not seen before. Like I, I, like, seriously, I would rather, there's a lot of unpleasant things I would rather do than read a review of something I haven't seen yet. Um, and so I'm certainly not going to afflict anybody else with that. Um, Uh, You know, I just instead want you to like approach it open mindedly, see what the show is doing, kind of open yourself up to what's happening in the show. And if you do, I think you'll be able to see. And this is what I'm so excited to talk about on Rings and Realms. Um, I just I just did. um, I don't don't know if you know this. I was just doing an interview um, with Orta Dunya, the uh, biggest YouTube channel, Tolkien YouTube channel in Turkey. Earlier today, like a couple hours ago, I was live uh, on this Turkish YouTube channel, which was really fun. And um, one of the things that I was we were talking about the Jackson films and and the Rings of Power and um, uh, and we were kind of doing some comparing and contrasting. And one of the things, Maggie, that I was saying that was I'd never really kind of processed before. Uh, or hadn't really process it, processed it in exactly these ways. Now, again, it's early days. Like, I may see stuff that, you know, changes my mind about this. But so far, um, I love... I mean, the Lord of the Rings movies were wonderful movies. And, like, even the very first time I was watching them, I was like, I am watching a great film. Even though I had a whole bunch of Tolkien-related like reservations and uncertainties about it the first time I saw it. I've worked through a lot of those. But, you know, I was having a... Um, the way I described it was my, my first reaction to the Peter Jackson movies when I saw them in the theater was a common, it was like alternating back and forth between
1: whoa
0: and what? <laughs> like, huh? <laughs> uh, you know, so it's, yeah, there were just a, a bunch of things that really, um, there is, um, there was not a single moment. In the first two episodes of, Ring, of Rings and Realms, the first two episodes of the Rings of Power, um, where I, where from a Tolkien connection perspective, I said, "Huh, like what? What is going on here? What I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't see what they're doing." There was a bunch of places where I was like, "Ooh, that's really interesting." Like there were even a couple places where I'm like, "That's bold. Like it's a bold step, and not everybody's going to like that." Um, but even in those moments, I was like, I see just what they're doing. Like I can see the, and I'm not saying like, I can read their minds, but I'm like, I, I know of Tolkien passages, which are speaking directly to the thing that they're doing. And when I, when I was asking myself what, what's happening here in this, in the, in know, what is this episode doing and saying? I was like, yeah, there, I can see the, the like questions from Tolkien's writings that it's answering. Yeah. Like you
1: could see the roadmap. I remember them talking about that in London of like they get to the end point the process they took was so so Tolkienian, you know it it just made sense and obviously I don't know the lore as well as you do but you could see everything on screen wasn't jarring there wasn't anything that I was like what and there were a few things that I was visually like okay okay <laughs> right. and some of the performances okay but you know I think of a pilot episode of anything you've ever watched like everybody's still getting into it too so, I'm trying yeah. to just have a lot of grace going into it but in terms of like story and things that were projected on with you of just like there wasn't anything that made me go ew and there was yeah. like, a lot of stuff that made me go ooh. so yeah, yeah, we were, yeah. We we're just seeing like immediately after how excited we are to have five years to talk about this
0: exactly so I mean let, and let me clarify a little bit more clearly what I meant when I talked about scenes that made me go what uh, in watching the Peter Jackson film I mean Elrond showing up at Dunharrow. That's not it. I don't mean that he showed up at Dunharrow. I mean I was kind of like, "Whoa. Um all right, Elrond just showed up at Dunharrow." Like like okay. I was I, I it took me a minute to adjust to that because I, you know, when 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 we did, they did does did the Elrond reveal, I was like, "Uh, wait, what?" Okay. Um but I, but I was okay, but I was able to roll with that, right? The the kinds of scenes that I'm talking about are Elrond's explanation in Dunharrow about how Arwen's fate is tied with the ring, and I'm like, what? I, I like to this day I don't understand like what they were trying to say about like how Arwen's fate is tied with the ring and why it is that she's dying. Like I still don't un- to this day I don't understand what was supposed it's to be invented
1: lore. So like the invented yeah. lore is the you and I didn't
0: see any invented lore yet. Yeah. Now ex- now again like. I'm not saying that I think it's and this is not in in a sense, this is not a criticism of the movie. Like this scene works. There's a lot in that scene that is beautiful. I actually I actually tear up at that scene with Elrond and Aragorn in the film. Like it works. It's great. But again, from a Tolkien perspective, when he starts talking about Arwen in the ring, I'm just like, I I have no idea what you're talking about right now.
1: But I think that's an important distinction, too, because like I don't. (sighs) I definitely do not want us to get stuck in the trap of comparing Jackson. and this These are totally different projects, but obviously there's a lot of similarities. But I think it's really interesting for us to use this shared piece that we all are familiar with to do this kind of comparative analysis. But the process, I think, is the part that you kind of step away from. And if, and if the process for Jackson was to invent something because it made for a better story and it worked, he's allowed to do that. That's fine if the process for J.D. and Patrick was to figure out how Tolkien would have figured it out, ooh, (laughs) you know? And and that's what's just really interesting about that. And exactly,
0: and that's what I was, like I said, I didn't have any of those moments where I'm like, all right, I have no idea where they're coming from here. Because I did. Like, sometimes the, the answers that they gave to, like, the answer that they were giving in the show was unexpected to me. And I was like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. Right. But even in those moments when I was saying that, I was like, but I see exactly the question that they're answering. Right. Um, and I, I like and I, I know where that question comes from. Like I can see where in Tolkien's, uh, in, you know, in Tolkien's, in Tolkien's works, um, the, the question that they're offering an answer to comes from. Um, so, again, I, and so I'm not saying that I'm 100 percent convinced I'm always going to love every answer they give, Right. There are a couple of the plot lines that I'm like, I don't know where those are headed. And I can imagine um, directions that I hope they don't go. In fact, I already have a list of things. My um, I hope this doesn't end up being true list. Right. Um, Which are like at various different levels. Right. Some of them are like, if this turns out to be true, I'm going to be I'm not going to like it at all. And there are others where I'm like, if this is turns out to be true, I'm going to be a little disappointed because I'm going to feel like it's a slightly lost opportunity. Right. Um, But maybe it'll pan out. I don't know. Um, So I, I, I do have a list like that. But again, even with those things, even with those things, nowhere am I just saying what? Like where? Like What? You know, where in Tolkien is this coming? I know I can see exactly where in Tolkien all this stuff is coming from. Um so that's what I mean when I when I've said and I've said several times that I think that their interaction with Tolkien's lore is really, really is really rich. Um so we'll um we'll talk about it. Yeah, Serena, I'm definitely gonna talk about my list. Um I will probably do ai I'll I'll probably do a little Rings and Realms bit um uh on on my list. One of the things that we're thinking about doing with Rings and Realms in addition because like there's there's kind of um it will shock you to hear this, but I have a little more to say than can be edited into a 60 minute show. <laughs> right. Uh, I know that's yeah. kind of a shocking statement, but you yeah. You should just
1: yeah. see when we first started, when we first started talking and Ben said, "We're missing a 30 minute show." And you could just see Corey
0: go, "Or 60?" Right? I'm like, 60 like, and that's my final offer." <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, um anyway, I'm I'm um uh yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, um, there, 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 so there's some other things we're probably going to do, probably just going to, going to film, which will then release as little like extra bits, uh, on the Rings and Realms YouTube channel. Um, kind of like in in between major episodes and stuff. So, um, Anyway, oh yeah, sorry, I just sorry, I just saw it. Like it's upstream now, uh, or downstream now. Which uh, which king, um, which king quoted? It's Saruman. Uh, yeah, that was another one of my wh- what moments. Uh, uh, actually, no, I didn't just say what. I laughed out loud at that point. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah. So anyhow, um, there's going to be. I will. I'll, I'll probably make an extra one where I talk about my list. Uh, actually, of uh, of things. Things that I'm looking at right now and kind of hoping, uh, kind of hoping are not true, but we'll see. Um, OK, anyway. So, yeah. Um, and, and, uh, and yes, please, for those of you who have seen it, please don't post any spoilers about the episodes. Lots of people who are in attendance here. Most people in attendance here haven't seen them yet. And I'm trying I'm trying to be careful to not uh, uh, to not give spoilers. Um, Kendall Gandalf staff breaking is my number one like absolute number one Um, to this day. I'm like, there is no excuse for that. Uh, uh, It's just, there's no, and when I mean, there's no, here's what I mean. When I say there's no excuse for that. Um, We've talked before. I was just talking yesterday on a Twitter spaces thing. I was doing yesterday afternoon, um, semi spontaneously. Um, uh, I was talking about choices that People have to make right. Just as when you're translating from one language to another, there are always really hard choices to make, right? Because there are multiple words in the second language that you could use, and you're trying, and you have to choose. Like, what, what, what is it in the original I'm I'm really trying to capture, right? Especially, say you're you're describe you're trying to translate a passage, which is r- really contains really beautiful imagery, right? Or like, is itself very musical in its flow. If you translate it word for word, you're going to lose that flow, right? The people who read the translation will have no idea that it was beautiful to listen to in the uh, in, in the original language. But if you make it beautiful to listen to in the second language, you're not going to be able to stay as close to the meaning of the words, right? That's the kind of choice you always have to make in translating. It's the cho- kind of choice you always have to make when you're doing adaptation as well. So when I say there's no excuse for the Gandalf staff breaking scene in the Peter Jackson film, what I mean is I don't like there are some places where he makes choices that I don't like that. I'm like, well, I see what he gained by it. Right. Um, I see what he gained by it. And my question is, like, is it is the is the is the benefit worth the cost? Right. Um, The classic example for me here um, uh, is Sam you know, Frodo sanding Sam away on the stairs of Kira Thungol, right? right? Um, that is a high cost for me. There is benefit, though. Like, I can see the benefit. At the end of the day, I still wouldn't have done it because the cost is still for me a little high. But it's like a very high cost, but a pretty substantial benefit. So it's at least an, inter- an interesting question, right? I don't even understand how the breaking of Gandalf's staff is meant to benefit the film. Uh that's what that's what I mean when I say there's no excuse to it. But anyway, anyway. Um uh yeah. So yes, we'll have lots
1: of little snippets like that that Corey will <laughs> will drop. Lots of little our, snippets um, like that. Story.
0: Exactly. Lots, exactly. Lots
1: of, I'm calling it like Corey's pop up video. Like we're just gonna have these little bits and pieces that so will dribble out as well in Rings and Realms. And it'll, that'll be on their YouTube channel.
0: Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. But um um yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, I, um, as I say, I'm, I'm sure there will be, you know, there will be things, um, my, uh, things I hope are not true list that I was mentioning. Um, I bet you some, many of them are going to, in fact, turn out not to be true. Uh, and my anxieties will turn out to be for nothing. Um, but, um, uh, some of them may end up turning out to be true and I'm going to not like that. And I'm going to, you know, I'm sure there will be elements of this show that I'm going to end up complaining about. Like I still complain about, you know, Treebeard not knowing his forest had been burned down or Gandalf staff breaking or Aragorn killing a a, a messenger under a flag of truce. Uh, You know, there's some really questionable things. And I'm sure there will be questionable things here, too. Um, But... um, uh, anyway, yeah, Faramir taking Frodo to Osgiliath. Yeah, absolutely. There's a long list, right? And I bet you there's going to be a list for this, too. Um, but, as I say, my first and primary response has been, this show is going to be really fun to talk about. And that, for, I cannot tell you what a relief that was, how happy and excited I was about that. Because, of course, you guys you guys know... like. It is my doom to talk about this show I for the next you, five years. I knew you're
1: going to phrase it. that way. I love that he phrased it. It's my doom. It <laughs> is my doom. No matter what, it was going to be part of your life.
0: It's exactly. There was no escaping, like whether the show is good or whether this show is bad, I'm going to spend the next five years of my life talking about this show. Like that's, that's, what it is to be. Well, I
1: also feel like it's, it's not just going to be five years, is it? It's going to be five years. And we talk about it as it's coming out, but then there's going to be like, like the longer analysis after. And I hope, you know, the writers for all of the time. And maybe at some point we have a round table with Jackson and Patrick and McKay. Like, yeah, so many things.
0: Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I agree. So I, I knew it, as I said, I knew it was going to happen. So my only, my, my question was not, Hey, should I talk about the, you know, The Rings of Power show, you know, on my broadcast and stuff, the question was, am I going to enjoy myself talking about this show for the next five plus years or is it going to be frustrating? Like it was frustrating with The Hobbit films, like The Hobbit films were frustrating. It was um, I really enjoyed Riddles in the Dark. I really enjoyed our anticipation and discussion of adaptation. That was really the, the Riddles in the Dark show was kind of the turning point, really, it was, was a turning point in my career. That was really the place, as I really sat myself down to say, let me think through what are, and as I really began to ask the question for the first time, if I were adapting The Hobbit, what would be hard about that? What are some of the questions I'd have to answer? in order to figure out how to do this, you know, so, I, you know, started asking questions like, how are they going to handle this? You know, how, how are they going to treat this scene? How would they capture this element from the story? Right. Um, What would you have to do in order to capture this element? Anyway, so I started asking those questions really the first time in my life I'd ever really asked those questions and it was super fun. And then the shows came out and I was like, are you kidding me? Like you know oh, th- these are, these are and, and it was not Woo. fun talking about them um, because I dislike disliking things and I don't like just you know, bashing stuff. Um, okay, that's not quite true. I do like ba- bashing things. That's the press why I don't do it um, because it is too easy to get the sense of the sense of power that you get. When you're saying bad things about something, when you're bashing something, um, it gives there's a there's a kind of rush to it, you know, that gives you a sense of power over something and other someone, something and someone else. And it's really fun and it's really uh, there's a thrill to that. And I really distrust that like it is uh, it is something that. I have done before and after i do it i'm like i've really bad taste on my mouth like i'm not like happy feel with... for
1: the fire yeah you yeah, feel like you yeah. Just, and you know i was yeah. talking with friends about like why there's so many haters about this and we've talked about it loads on the show and you just you feel like you're part of that it's easy fodder low hanging fruit all those things that i just don't really want to engage with yeah
0: I, it's 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 i just like i cause I used to do it a lot. I mean, like when the Peter Jackson films came out, I was, I was a complainer. I was a complainer more than anything else. I was complaining about them. And anyway, like I just, yeah, I just sort of had the moment when I realized like, I don't like the kind of person that I am when I'm doing this, you know, like I, I don't, it's just, it's not, uh, um, yes, exactly. As, uh, says bashing things can be intoxicating and corrupting both of those things, both of those things. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, um, so that's why I don't, like, if I don't like something, I just generally kind of stop talking about it. And that, that was hard. I couldn't do it with the Hobbit films because I'd spent three years, like, analyzing it and discussing it. And then why I have to... And then I'm like, okay, now can we spend as little time as possible talking about the actual film of the Battle of the Three the Armies? Uh, because, like, I, um, really don't want to talk about that. Um, anyway. So, I, um, I... That's the the sort of if if I've had dread, that's where my dread was. You know, my dread was not. I wasn't. You know, I, I never at any point had like I'm afraid of what's going to happen on the show, right? Um, because Tolkien would still remain Tolkien, and even if it were, you know, horrible, whatever. Um, but there was the question: Am I going to have fun these next five years? And As soon as, I mean, we hadn't watched 10, 15 minutes when I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun.
1: And that's in terms of Tolkien. Like, I've filmed the same thing in terms of process. I mean, I'll try to get my words in over this little screamer. But, you know, thinking about what Amazon has done in the last two weeks for promotion has been a little chaotic. I'm okay to admit that. But it's also been pretty broad. It's hit at a lot of different levels. It's been pretty consistent. There's been a lots of premieres, lots of free screens of various you know, highs and lows and free snacks and not free snacks and all, everything in between. But it's just been really interesting to see the participation as well. So yeah. I wonder how much they'll be able to continue that and if they want to. But yeah. the community that they're building while acknowledging the Tolkien community that's already around, while growing the worldwide community. has been really interesting. So, like, from a process point of view, I'm totally in it, too. And they've moved the production from New Zealand to the UK. You know, there's lots of different stuff happening in terms of how it's being made. Will they be reactive to the reviews and things like that that have come out in the last week? Will that change season too? I'm so interested in that side of the process, too. So, like, visuals and story and character yeah, this is going to be fun. And then production practice and like management and marketing. Oh, this is going to be interesting. So yeah, I feel like there's a lot for us to cover in this and we're going to have a good
0: time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I, yeah. So, cause yes, even if you, again, even the, the moments in episode one, when I was thinking that's kind of daring and not everybody's going to like that. Um. Uh, I, I, was still like, this is going to be so much fun to discuss. Like, even if people don't like it, there's so much there, uh, there's so much there to talk about. Um, so, anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so, um, Icon kind of was asking, do we feel like the distrust of production corporations is damaging or warranted? We've talked about this a little bit before. I mean, the fact is, um, although indie films exist, the vast majority of shows and movies that you watch have been funded by large corporations. I mean, this is not a crazy thing. I mean, a lot of, I know that there's a lot of, you know, Amazon is a very large corporation and very, very wealthy and, you know, hits a lot of hot buttons for people in that kind of way. But at the end of the day, this is not fundamentally different from other shows that we see. Um, Netflix is a pretty big corporation too. You know, uh, it's yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm, i think a lot of people are ready to hate it because it's big bad Amazon. And I understand that, but I'm also like they signed the check, you know. They we signed the check. Two, we still have two humans making this with a really good budget, sure, but they still had to figure it out. They still had to make creative decisions. So I'm not gonna freak out. <laughs> uh
0: Exactly. Exactly. And again, for people joining us late, we are joined not only by Maggie, but the star of our show, uh, which is Maggie's (laughs) daughter, uh, who is.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Who has a lot to add to this conversation. We're a casual family show today. Um, But um, anyway, yeah. So it's. And this is the thing that I keep saying, like people say, like, how, you know, how can Amazon make a good show? They can't. The Amazon Corporation is fortunately not making a TV show. The Amazon uh, Corporation is funding a TV show, which is being made by J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay. Like that's. Um, and again, this is what this is the moment when I became really, really excited about this show. Like what turned me from just being like, well, uh, you know, we I don't know what to expect. We'll see. I have no idea to. I'm actually looking forward to the show and I think there's a really good chance it's going to be good was meeting the people. Like when i when I got to meet J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay and hear from them and and get to see like, you know, there are these human artists who are the beating heart of this project. And they are the ones who have poured all of themselves into this. This is not a big, bad Amazon production. This is a J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay production. And they were funded by Amazon just as um, and, and notice even the imbalance here. Right. Notice the imbalance. People still refer to the Peter Jackson movies as the Peter Jackson movies. As
1: the Peter Jackson movies. Giving him credit, Cinemas.
0: right? Yeah. Nobody says, "Oh, you know, the New Line Cinema movies," right? Yeah. Though they, New Line Cinemas, was a big corporation that spent millions of dollars to fund uh, those films. Um, and
1: everybody keeps forgetting that the Tolkien family put this out there. You know, so it, it's with their blessing that somebody else has adapted it. So I know that's not what Tolkien's blessing. To it's not the same thing, but if, if, Yeah it's open season, I guess it's the fairest way to say it. And I'm glad it's in these people's hands because they seem fairly trustworthy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, who knows like the, the, to me, the, the most remarkable thing was that, uh, JD and Patrick got hired to do this show. Like, that's the thing that is, um, if there's something remarkable about Amazon producing this show, that's the thing that to me is remarkable.
1: And that's something I'd like to know a bit more about. So when we do get a chance to talk to them, I hope that's one of our bullet points because they mentioned it in London, that it took six months for them to basically audition to do this show. So they had constant meetings with Amazon, with the writers, the funders, with the producers, the Tolkien family to make sure that they were the ones putting this specific show on. So they must've had all their ducks in a row so strongly and so early. And yeah, sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um uh yeah, so, Um yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's it's uh so yeah, I hope I actually kind of hope that people stop talking about this as the Amazon show and, you know, it's hard cuz there are two people, right? So like the Payne and McKay show doesn't roll off the tongue like the Peter Jackson movie rolls off the tongue, you know. Um but um uh but I hope that people will, you know, start thinking about it sort of in
1: it was
0: a couple episodes and and the McKay hasn't nice ring to it uh, maybe we can be the uh the starters for that yeah, Ten starters. yeah 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 um uh yeah okay so um i see uh ibrahim i, uh, I was just asking um was there a prologue um uh you know for the years of the trees in the first age, and how long was was it i don't remember how long i was not watching looking at my watch um the prologue, I think some people are going to think it's too short and some people are going to think it's too long. Um, I bet you that people who love Tolkien and the Silmarillion are going to think it's too short. And people who don't know Tolkien at all are going to wonder why it's as long as it is, um, is my guess. But, um, um, yeah, anyway. That was a good
1: one. I thought it covered what it needed to cover and it was beautiful.
0: Yeah, yeah. It certainly is beautiful. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Man of Pong was asking, is there a decapitated Thor in the Hobbit movies moment I wanted to experience in the Ring of Power? Uh, Man of Pong is referring to the fact that I was, it was one of my, it was one of our questions in Riddles in the Dark. Were we going to see the decapitated head of Thor? um, uh, in the Battle of, of as an Obazar context? Um, uh, and, you know, like, uh, just, the, the, the decapitated head of Thor was kind of a big deal. Um Leading up to the to the Battle of Azanul Bazaar, and so it was one of the questions we had, are they gonna actually do that? We're gonna actually see the decapitated head, and we did, and that was like one of the things that I really liked about that film. Um, was there wasn't a moment quite exactly like that. like there wasn't something mostly because of like my anticipation, like there wasn't necessarily like a, a particular thing like that, a particular detail like that that I was like. Sort of on tenterhooks, waiting for, waiting to see, um, but um, uh, so yes, yeah, so I didn't have precisely that experience, um, but um, yeah, but there may there may be some things. In some ways, of course, Manapong, one of the reasons that this is different is that I haven't done the same sort of anticipation of this show that I did of the Hobbit films. Right. Uh, Having not gone through sort of systematically, not that we were fully systematic, uh, but we were much more systematic back in Riddles in the Dark Days. um, Systematically going through and thinking of those kinds of questions. Right. Are they going to do this? Are we going to see this? And then getting myself to the point where I'm like, I really hope they do. Right. I really hope that we see that. Um, I haven't done that kind of anticipation, really, uh, of the of of the Rings of Power yet. So yeah. I say, yeah. I'm not sure that I will. I'm more focused on analysis than I am on on that kind of anticipation. Um, but um, and most of the things that I would say are are like for later. So, like for instance, Manapong, one thing that really jumps to mind. Um, but it's it, it's not going to come until like season four, probably. And that is, I really want to see Isildur walking towards the boat carrying the stone of Iraq. Can I get that please? Like, I want to see him or like, you know, standing there with like a team of people and like a, the stone on a winch, you know, on a, you know, being like, no, no, a little this way, a little this way. And Isildur or, or sorry, Elendil being like, seriously, you're bringing your pet rock. Like I, just, I, I want to see the stone of Iraq being loaded onto a ship. That's, that's what I want to see. Um, but again, that's, um, uh, that's not going to be for a while. um, uh, yeah, that's, 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 you know, I, I, I would expect that to be a season four question. So, um, and there are fewer concrete details I have at the very beginning uh, that I'm, that I'm sort of like specifically looking for.
1: I feel Like I'm just biting my tongue at this point, because there's so much I want to discuss about like how they did show it. So yeah. I'm really excited for this coming week. Like this still feels like the buildup of just like, we could analyze that last trailer that came out. We could talk about, you know, some of the posters that have come out, but at this point it's just like, Nope, let's just, let's just dig in. There's, there's exactly. A lot coming. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, meow says, I'm sure I can negotiate with the writers. I'll mention it. I'll definitely uh, I'll definitely drop let I me mean, tell you if I if I ever do get maxim baldry uh on the Twitter show I'm totally bringing it up <laughs> I'm absolutely uh gonna tell Maxim Baldry who plays a Silder of course that uh that i'm I'm counting on it right like he's got to put in a word for this um and I'm ready to I'm ready to back him uh you know uh, if if uh, if he'll if he'll get behind the idea um but um yeah yeah um Okay. <laughs> no, Alan, I have, we've not done an analysis of the shorts they released about the different realms like these, the introducing ones. No, we haven't. Um, uh, I will be honest. I have not looked at a whole lot of the marketing stuff that's been released in the last few weeks. Um, like basically when I found myself, I knew that I was going to the New York thing. Um, I knew that a couple of weeks in advance. So, um, so here is my life over the last two months. I was at Comic-Con, right? And they released a big Comic-Con trailer and everything. As soon as I got home from Comic-Con, I had this enormously intense, like, week-and-a-half when Signum was preparing a document for our accreditation review. Uh, So I was like 100% immersed in that and I wasn't watching almost anything uh, that week. And then as soon as I finished that, I went on vacation with my family and was on a boat. Um, And so I didn't watch anything then. And then as soon as I came back, it was like a week before I was seeing the show. Um, So I've watched very since Comic-Con, like the Comic-Con trailer. Um, was really like I have not been keeping up with a lot of the stuff that they've been re- releasing and revealing um, before then because I actually I don't like to see that much stuff in advance. I would much it, rather just see the episodes.
1: It feels like reading reviews. Like I I just don't want to see that much content. Like trailers, I think I can get behind because you can tell yourself that's not what the actual show is. But that's about it. And once they started putting like all the imagery on Kit Kats and changing book covers and things like that. I find that stuff interesting. I just kind of file it away of like, what routes did they take? And, you know, there's new branded magic decks and things like that. So they're clearly targeting lots of different demographics and people. But in terms of like how it helps me interpret the story. No, I'm just ready to go.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Yeah. So uh, we will we will see but yeah so a lot of the the recent stuff like some people were like a lot of people disliked the recent trailer with like the modern music behind it which i've only i, I i've never even seen it like I, I didn't even watch it um i
1: thought it was pretty but my immediate thought was did they steal the music from the narnia movies you know the 2007 <laughs> walden entertainment narnia movie like i loved that soundtrack it was like right. you know what i could it's very different than Bear McCreary's, and yeah, that that was the vibe I got from that trailer. Like, really? It
0: was weird, and that was I think that was dropped on the day we were in New York, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 So everyone's like, "Oh, they're dropping a new trailer today. Are you going to do a thing?" I'm like, "I'm not going to do a thing. I'm I'm like I'm watching this show, and in a couple hours, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna analyze a new trailer hours before." Instead, we like,
1: did an analysis of our own trailer. It's fine.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um,
1: That's how we spend our time.
0: Yeah, yeah. So no, no, I haven't. I mean, I will probably the short background videos. um, I will probably go back and watch those at some point. Um, But um, uh, but yeah, I um, I definitely have not been watching a lot of that stuff because I'm just at this point focused on thinking about the show and doing, uh, you know, analysis over anticipation.
1: And I think it's going to muddy the waters at this point. Like, now that we have seen the show, me, once, and twice, and everybody else about to see it as many times as we can hit play and replay on our remotes, you know, I, I think the trailers and everything else kind of changes the storyline. Like, they're trying to make, that last trailer made it look like they're trying to hint heavily at a romance between Halbert and Galadriel. And you're like, wait, 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 what? I don't want to engage with that. Like, if you want to do that for marketing purposes to try to get people to watch, that's your prerogative. That's trailers allowed to exist. We all know what the intention of that is, but yeah, for my own enjoyment, I'd rather just stick to the story at this point.
0: Remember, by the way, before the first Hobbit film, was it? There was that moment in the first Hobbit film when Galadriel and Gandalf had that tender moment, right? Had that, like where she touches his face and, and everything. And there were some trailers where that was really played up and they really implied in the trailers that there was like a romantic entanglement between Galadra. Again, that was a thing. Like people were talking about that at the time. Um, and of course, like in the actual film, it turns out to be absolutely nothing at all, right? So again, it's, this is one of the reasons I have a hard time getting agitated about trailers. I like trailers at the beginning. It is really, really fun. Like the first trailers, I love because it's really fun to get your first glimpses of what's actually happening, and to to think through, to do analysis of those, and think that through. But like, the closer we get to it, the less interested I, I get in the trailers for lots of reasons, right? Um, yeah, Edith, you, you remember the furor over that? Oh man, people were people were upset about that, and so like, this is why I refuse to get worked up about you yeah. know about how Brandon goadrio Like, we'll see, we'll see, um, but um, yeah yeah yeah. Um, I mean
1: honestly could just be they have a tick list of like here are the things we have to show in a trailer to make sure we try to capture the biggest demographic as possible so they'll edit it together to make that thing happen take the risk and annoying those of us that know that that is not okay and run with it so I wonder if that's why they did it for the last one like we're already on board gonna watch feeling okay about it if you release that romance trailer like last thing before the show comes out you didn't even watch it you know it's not gonna affect anything at this point
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. So, well, we'll see. But yeah, no, there has been a there has been a flood uh, of uh, of materials that's been released. But uh, oh man, art news! The Riddles in the Dark Lego episodes were so much fun when we analyzed the Lego sets. That was that was. Those were some of my favorite episodes too. Yeah. So Maggie, we like whenever the Lego sets came out, uh, we would do this like would... close reading, detailed analysis yep. of the Lego sets. I was um, doing the
1: same thing on Star Wars before Mandalorian came out, and uh, yeah, Obi Wan was like, "Oh, they're gonna go to Java's, you know, throne room and things like that." You could <laughs> tell what was gonna be in the show based on what Lego set came out.
0: Yeah. 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 Oh man, so good. Um, so good. Although but, it was um, tough
1: to do that recently. We were doing that with um the Marvel sets. And I don't know if you've seen the new Thor, but there's uh yeah, the theme park ship that's driven by goats. I mean, when that Lego <laughs> set came out, I was like, what? <laughs> didn't give me yeah. a lot to work.
0: <laughs> right, That's a little hard to understand out of context. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. So, and for, so for folks who don't know what I'm talking about, riddles in the dark was, it was the, the three year long show that I did on the, the Hobbit films. Started back in 2011, I think it was. Um, yeah, so between 2011 and 2014, I did the Riddles in the Dark show. It still exists somewhere on my Tolkien Professor feed, I think. Um, but um, yeah, see, Jorge, that's a really great example, right? People were like, "Oh man," and Halbrand touching Galadriel's hair. Spoiler: and it's not Halbrand who touches her hair. In fact. The trailer made it look like that, but it's not um, like when you actually see it. So, again, just like just watch the show. It's all good, And we'll talk about it because there's so much to talk about afterwards. Um, no, I'm just I'm just saying like it's, it's it's just like it's it's an example of how uh, how trailers can mislead. It's not a big deal. It, 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 it doesn't. But I'm just saying, like, you got to you got to um, uh, you got to be cautious when drawing conclusions about trailers um, but um, anyway um, okay so whoa there's an entry for Riddles in the Dark podcast on Tolkien Gateway I had no idea <laughs> Phil just posted a link to that I had no idea that was on Tolkien Gateway Oh, how fun um, but um, uh, anyway anyway <laughs> that's fun. That's fun. Um, but yeah, exactly, Sharon. R- R- Riddles in the Dark ended up being proof of concept for, for film film. Well, what it ended up being was um, we had so much fun discussing, you know, theoretical adaptation choices in advance. And then we were so disappointed by the real adaptation that we decided to just ignore reality entirely and do you know just
1: yeah.
0: do our own theoretical adaptation which would never be sullied um, That's by an uh, excellent actual reality form
1: of therapy. I I like Oh, I, it was so good yeah I support that <laughs> it was it was
0: it's, it's so good it was so good it's been so good for such a long time and now of course uh, Dave, Dave Kale wants to do a uh after the season after season one, he wants to do a special who did it better, film film or the rings of power, uh, because there's a bunch of places where we're kind of dealing with the same things and where we had very similar ideas uh, about things. I'm not saying that they took the ideas from film film. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there are some definite similarities. Um, so uh so yeah dave T- dave totally wants to do a who did it better episode we'll see we'll see if we end up uh if we end up if we end up doing oh. that but um, you
1: should do that and invite jd and patrick on yeah. i mean <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah
0: yeah exactly we'll just put uh we'll just put jd and patrick over here and uh marie prosser and nick palazzo over there and let them argue that's it. I was gonna
1: say, do I need a referee outfit for that one? If that <laughs> sounds
0: appropriate. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But uh no, it's uh it'll be it'll be it'll be fun. Um uh yeah, okay, so let's see. Um Ooh, we're running out of time actually. Let me just go back see so there might be been questions that I missed before. Um oh I, I,
1: think I might have to leave because Hazel's given up on me and is sending herself home.
0: She's packing herself <laughs> up in the suitcase. I I get it. I get it. Okay,
1: up and there's a certain stench coming. Through. I, I might say farewell. Right. <laughs> thank you guys she, for being so patient. She's, she's been an absolute
0: riot. She's, she's packing more than herself at this point. I get it. Oh, I there's, get it.
1: there's a lot of packing going on. But yeah, yeah thank you guys yeah. for being patient. This has been fun. But I'm very much looking forward to next week when I will have somebody looking after her while I talk about the first episode. <laughs> Absolutely. And then every
0: week after that, I'll be back in my time zone and you will be heavily asleep. So. <laughs> okay, awesome. Awesome. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Maggie. I'll, I'll do a quick recap, and, but you you can go and I'll give them a quick, a quick recap right. for folks See who joined guys. late. Thanks. thanks okay, it. so no problem. So here's the quick recap of what's happening, um, what we're doing, because we, there's lots of stuff going on. So the really quick recap, um, it starts with Watch uh, Party on our Signum Twitch channel when as soon as the show drops so i'm going to be watching it as soon as the show drops you're welcome to watch it with me i'll broadcast it on as a watch party on our twitch twitch.tv slash signum if you have a prime member you have to log into your prime uh, account in order to watch it but you can watch it with us i'm not going to talk over it um because i'll be watching it for the not tonight but for the rest of the time i'll be watching it for the first time so i'm not and i don't want to ruin it for you guys so i'm not going to talk over it but we'll have the chat open. and then as soon as the show is done, then we can have some some little conversation. And then uh, uh, and then Friday morning, so that will happy be happening Thursday nights. Friday mornings. Um, uh, Morning ish um, at noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. West Coast time, 5 p.m. UK time. Um, I'm, we're going to be Maggie and I are hosting the official Prime Video reaction show um, on Twitter Spaces. Uh, so I, what you need to do, follow my Twitter account at TolkienProf, and uh, Maggie and I are going to be hosting the official Prime Video reaction show noon. It's going to go for less than an hour, between half an hour and an hour, and we're going to be getting guests from the show and stuff there. Um, I'm still actually like kind of looking at my email out of the corner of my waiting for confirmation of uh, if we're gonna be able to get some folks on the show tomorrow uh, so we'll see um, so um, yeah so uh, the um, right okay cool so so that's happening on Friday afternoon the official after show reaction show on um, on Twitter spaces then, I go in, we film Rings and Realms. Uh, so I'm going to be in the studio for Rings and Realms on Monday. We'll be doing post-production. Then the episode of Rings and Realms will drop on you probably... Th- I keep saying Wednesday night because that's like the original plan, but more likely it's going to be Thursday. Um, uh, so Thursday, hopefully by noon on Thursday. Um, either Wednesday... Sometime between, like, you know, dinner time on Wednesday and noon on Thursday. Uh, the Rings and Realms episode will drop. After the Rings and Realms episode drops, then we'll do Other Minds and Hands at the time that we were at today, four thirty p.m. Eastern Time on Thursdays. From now on is when we'll be doing Other Minds and Hands, and in Other Minds and Hands. So and so 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 those are the four shows we're going to be consistently doing over the course of uh, of every week. Um, and again, the idea is watch party for like immediate reactions and me processing my initial thoughts. Uh, then the Twitter show for I could sort of uh, reactions next day reactions and conversations with cast and then other minds and then rings and realms right the rings and realms show for like the the in depth analysis and then other minds and hands soon afterwards on Thursday afternoons for most of the time for uh, being able to take your questions so this is where you can come with like questions that you've had or you know you've been watching stuff and you still have questions and want to talk things about things more come come here and we'll we'll talk about them more. Um, and sometimes we will have special guests with whom we want to be able to make sure we can talk for a longer period. So when we have a special guest who is able to sit down for a longer, meatier conversation with us, um, like the wonderful conversation we had with John Howe a couple weeks ago, um, we will have them on here. And as I did mention, um, we have confirmed uh, Bear McCreary is going to join us, uh, the composer of the score uh, for the Rings of Power. Um, He's going to be joining us in other minds and hands. We haven't scheduled him yet because there's still a lot up in the air about the schedule, because we're also hoping to bring some other guests, so we'll see. Um, anyway, so that is what um, what is going to be happening over the next week. By the way, just in case that wasn't enough to remember, there is one other thing that is going to be happening this week. Um, it's not going to be part of my regular week, um, but this week only, almost only, it's complicated. But anyway, this week, I'm al- there's um, There's also an official uh, watch party, Prime Video hosted watch party on Twitch. Um and that's going to be happening. It's going to be starting up basically right after our Twitter show. Our Twitter show is going to be between noon and one, basically. And then at 1 p.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m. Uh, in the UK, uh, uh, 10 a.m. on uh, the West Coast of America. Um, they're going to start an official uh, Twitch watch party, which will have you know people will be talking. They'll have guests on that show as well. I'm going to join them for the after show discussion. So I'm not going to be with them during the the episodes themselves, but I'll be joining them for after show discussion um, at like, I don't know, three-ish, whenever the the episodes are over. Um, So anyway, so I'll be doing that um, uh, this week on Friday afternoon. Um, And I'll be popping up in other places, I don't doubt, uh, here and there. Uh, The best thing to do is to follow, um, you can follow my Twitter, which will be helpful But, you know, it's even more helpful. Follow Signum University's social accounts. So at SignumU on Twitter, at MythGuardian on Twitter, on Twitter. You can also follow our Instagram accounts um, uh, and Facebook accounts. Um, The um, our wonderful social media person, our So social media coordinator at Signum is much more organized than I am. And so she's going to have this stuff laid out much more systematically in order to make sure everybody gets notified. So if you want to make sure you are clearly notified well in advance and know what's happening, follow our Signum University channels. Um, uh, I'm A lot more likely to be sending out messages like, oh, uh, hey, in five minutes, I'm going to be doing this. So, um, anyway, okay. we're not going to be doing a pre-show before the watch party tonight. Well, maybe a little bit. Like I'll, I'll be, I'll start the stream probably a little bit early. But I'm doing, um, as I mentioned earlier, also I'm doing a, a hybrid thing. Um, so I'm actually getting together with friends and family from here in New Hampshire to watch it on the big screen together. Um, we'll also, I'll also be doing, uh, you know, we'll, we'll still be doing the Twitch stream um, uh, and, and stuff. So it, it's going to be a kind of a hybrid event uh, tonight. But I'm gonna, so because I'm gonna be like talking to folks in the room and having snacks and stuff like that. I won't be, we, I won't be doing a prolonged pre-discussion. But besides which, I also feel like I, I, I can't make it anymore talking about this spoiler-free. Like, I just can't wait to actually discuss it with everybody. So um, I'm, I, I don't, there's not a whole long pre-show discussion I want to have. This was my pre-show discussion. Uh, after this, it's going to be all analysis of what we've seen. And I'm really excited for that transition. Anyway, um, thanks, everybody, for joining us today for, as I say, very informal and casual Other Minds and Hands here today, uh, starring uh, Hazel Park. And um, uh, we'll be back. We'll be back next week in a slightly more organized fashion um, with babysitters and everything. And, uh, and looking forward to our ongoing discussion. Um, this is going to be a fun time over these next seven weeks. Uh, so thanks for joining us. And we will see you guys soon. Bye now.